0: Hey y'all, I'm Shanae, aka Shania, your resident Capricorn. I'm Chris. Um, we'll say Risque if you like a little pig Latin, and I'll go by Risque. I'm also black a vegan. Um I am quite black, very gay, and extraordinarily vegan. <clears throat> welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the catch-up podcast. We aim to build and nurture. A community of Black service-oriented folks across all the borders. That's right, you girls over in Cambodia, we want to hear from you. Whether it be service by profession, side hustle, or circumstance, we intend to bring all Black people of service together in a way that creates a space for us all to just be our best selves for ourselves because we are so used to being our best selves for other people and serving others. Others. Ooh, i've got to stop smoking so much good evening ladies gents everyone else and everyone in between it is your boy black gay vegan aka chris aka the fiddle leaf fag aka monstera mommy aka virgo to the co aka mr ocd adhd asd no lgbtqia because i really just don't know those girls I'm here alone tonight because my girl Nene is dealing with. I don't know, she just needed a break. You know, the world is fighting and her husband is military and there are just stresses and questions. And sometimes we just need to pause and reevaluate some things. So I believe that's what she's doing this week. I am here with you all looking to discuss a few things, all restaurant related, of course, but you know, I'm going to go way off motherfucking track to start we have a few segments we have talked about uh, briefly on the other shows and i want to reintroduce those and get back into them a little bit on this little minisode so if you would maybe pour up a little wine or you up a little gas get something ready to sit and enjoy a quick little chat with me I have a 2019 Alamos Malbec out of Mendoza, Argentina. Really good stuff. Exquisite almost, exquisite. So again, segments, we've introduced them. Um, We spent our first few episodes kind of storytelling and not having so much structure to the show, just giving you girls a taste of what we were going to be doing. Here, like I said, I want to get a little bit more into our segments that we will be throwing into or presenting our segments that we will be um, using throughout our podcast. First of all, the buns, right? Because when you sit down at the restaurant, it'd be nice if there's some appetizer bread, especially if it's like a vegan appetizer bread. Oh, amazing stuff. It actually happens, believe it or not. Um, a lot of those breads are actually vegan, so that they can be stored, you know, all day long in like a hot drawer and that'll be a safe temperature for them. They're not, you know, egg based and all that because they do sit out all day. Now, you know, anyway, buns first to the table, we hope something I love to discuss up front because I like to get these engines going, you know, what I'm saying I like to get the girls excited when I say buns, of course, we do mean butts girls sex yes what buns is your buttering? what buns are burnt <laughs> what buns should you leave alone child for me i just really wanted to throw this section in this episode because sex has been really important to me this year um and I've been having less of it than most years, but it's been so important to me because I've been really focused on what I wanted exactly out of sex. And I've been getting exactly what I want out of sex. And I just think this is a good time to remind you girls. Intention is quite powerful. Putting your intention behind the belief, putting your intention behind a goal. That's about all you can do. <laughs> you know, the effort and the intention coming together behind your behind your idea, behind your goal. That's all you got. And so for me, I've been more selective, more intentional, more selective and more intentional about who I'd wish to lay with. And this year I've been, I shouldn't say lucky. um, I've been manifesting everything I want. I've been getting everything I want. I mean, it's kind of shocking how I've just said, hey, I want that. And I want that. And I want that. And it's exactly who I end up you know, sliding off in so good times, good times. Hope you all are having good intentions, thorough intentions and narrowing your intentions for the buns that you'd like to butter, because I promise you narrow that thing up. You get what you want, get what you want. Now you girls who are in the service industry, this is your reminder to not play with your non-slip booze. Do not sleep with your coworkers, just, you know, Maybe get the number of a table every now and again and have your excitement there. I have done it. I have fucked a table that I served. You gotta live. You gotta live. Mm. Let's move on, not gonna spend too much time there. Like I did say, this is a mini so, mini so, mini so. So after the buns you'd hope to get some greens, right? After the bread, maybe a quick salad, an appetizer salad. I miss Caesar salad so fucking much. Where are the vegan scientist chefs at? Girls, I need a Caesar vegan like five years ago. That's when I need it. Anyways, so I'll be getting the house with like a raspberry vinaigrette and, you know, whatever else is vegan, but you girls get what you like. Greens on this podcast means money. We are talking about money when we were talking about the greens, when we were talking about your salad. Personally, I'm not into the iceberg shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to need a good Romaine. I'm going to need a good spinach. I love a good bib. But anyway, as a server, you know, the money can be low, but it can also be really good. I've worked in both where the money was not so good and where it was amazing. Three, four, $500 in a day. These jobs do exist really just depends on what city you're in. That's what I've noticed. So If you are in a position where you're not making that much money as a server, usually those jobs give you cash every night. Right. So if the money is not good, it's at least versatile. That is a good part of being a server, some good, versatile cash flow. You can take your money to the bank on Monday. And if you're smart, you know, a good place to invest it, you know. And by Friday, you've maybe invested 5% of that money that you made on Monday and maybe you've seen that 5% investment go up 1%, 2%, 5%, depending on what kind of market you're in. You know, I've seen 10% gains in a week off money that I put in, say, on a Friday. And by next Friday, I'm up 10% because I knew what market to put it into. Huge point. So if the money's not good, it's usually at least versatile, right? And now I've noticed what I have noticed is when the money is really good, it's not as versatile the jobs where I've made the most money I usually was getting paid on a check every week or every two weeks my credit card tips and so yeah you still have your cash but in those places where the checks are really high you aren't getting tipped you know as much in cash and so there are trade-offs but for me I've always found it um, beneficial to serve because no matter what you are going to make some cash throughout that week you know you're going to make at least a hundred dollars throughout that week some places you know you're making great credit card tips and great cash tips. It just balances out that way and you're able to invest that cash if you're smart. Invest that cash and use those credit card tips to pay your bills. You know, Serving money is up and down. We all know this. So if you're someone who's still in it and you have not figured out how to ride those waves, you better listen to me. You better tune in to our social medias because we break that down. I'm very good at recognizing those cycles, recognizing those waves and knowing, okay, this is when I need to save this much. This is when I need to invest this much. This is when I can't invest because the business is about to slow and I'm going to need to stay cash liquid to make sure that I'm not struggling or pulling my investments, which is a tax liability, right? Need to make sure that I'm cash liquid. So when these waves do come, I can fill in those, fill in those gaps, fill in those spots. Now, it's just getting warm. I know these patios finna open, child. I know these restaurants about to be busy. I know the is about to be made. I'm probably gonna go get me a surfing job. I've been saying that since this podcast started a month ago, and I did put in the applications. I just have to go. Oof. a mess. But again. I know when the money's good. It's going to be good right now, heading into spring and summer. I always make great money in the spring and summer. So I might as well take my ass on out there and make it real quick. Work a good serving job for six to eight months, invest steadily the entire time. And on that seventh, eighth month, when I start to not feel it, as I most certainly will, <laughs> when I'm like, ooh, being here is making my ass itch. I just, I can't be here another day. I mean, I will try to I'm a people pleaser, y'all, so I won't even realize I'm miserable until I'm just fucking miserable. And then I'm standing there and I just have to roll my silverware and like restock some glasses. And I'm just like, I have nothing. I have nothing. (laughs) And it's not like I want to just quit right now, but it's like I am not about to do the side work. And I know that I need to do the side work to get my shit and go home and cash out but this lottery is not getting done so i guess i quit i can't tell y'all how many jobs i've left like that (laughs) (laughs) complete just burnout it just builds up in that moment all of a sudden i'm like well i have to go and so yes when i do get a serving job soon as i'm thinking i will it'll be for six to eight months and i will be investing that entire time and let me tell you what i'll be investing in and um, when that eighth month comes, if not before that, and that place starts making my ass itch and my eyes cross and I stop giving a fuck and stop ironing my clothes and doing my hair and just wear my hair all down to my ass and shit at that point. Yeah, that's when I leave and that's when you should leave, too. But you have to be prepared, all right? We got to get these greens in order. We got to have some order to our greens. Amen. Now, as for what I invested, I'm into cryptocurrency, straight up. I put all my money out of the stock market and put it into cryptocurrencies in 2017. And best decision I ever made. This is not financial advice, but cryptos are here to stay. It is where the Internet meets the money. We'll be talking more about that um, on this podcast um, when my co host comes back, because we are both in the crypto space and so much to say, so much to know so much money to make. I will say that Um, I'm going to have to. Can you girls cheers with me? Let's cheers because um, yeah, retirement. <laughs> and if not retirement, then just the freedom to work when you want. That is the point. So again, invest your money as you go. The serve money is either going to be real good or real versatile. And as as most of you are, I assume most of you listening are Blacks. So you already know in this country, we have to be extremely versatile. We have to stay versatile to survive. So get versatile just like that with your money. Get versatile just like that with your job. Whatever job you got, make sure that money works for you because they're sure going to make sure it works for them. Right? Now, real quick, on the subject of greens. Now, I know we're talking about salad, but when I saw this little section of greens, it made me think I just want to do a little sidebar here. If you don't have time to make collard greens, because making good collard greens takes time. You know what I'm saying? A good good wash, you know, all the prep, all the cutting. It just takes time to make good collard greens because you want to slow cook them. If you don't have time for that and you want some greens in your system. This is something I learned at a restaurant because other the recipes you can learn at a restaurant if you just pay attention or work in the kitchen. Um, but as a server, I learned that you can take swiss shard or I, I guess even rainbow shard maybe but i will use that swiss shard that ruby red swiss shard and kale wash it of course um throw it into i need to stop saying um so much my gosh throw it into a pan a hot ass pan with just some soy water half soy sauce half water i'll do a low sodium soy sauce i really just want the flavor not the salt and just saute that around for, uh, I mean, pff, fifteen seconds or something. Just you know, lightly saute the girl. Like, don't don't leave her there too long. the The soy water is gonna make a nice barrier between the pan and the the greens. are not gonna get you know scorched or anything. And just wow, talk about some good quick greens. Hey Amen. And I'll throw some minced garlic and some crushed red pepper on you. Yeah. Shout out to Tupelo, honey. I picked that up over there. Speaking of Tupelo, honey, my God, all the tea. We want to get into a little section we call unsweet tea. Something that the restaurant needs, but we wish it didn't. Something that we deal with every day, but kind of wish we didn't have to. Something that the guests enjoy, but we don't. Our unsweet tea segment today. He goes to dogs, and not just the dogs themselves, because we fucking love dogs here at the Ketchup. But I mean, serving dogs. There's a dance here, and I need four dog owners, and servers, and management. And hell, owners to get on the same page with this dog shit when it comes to patios. Some patios only service dogs. Some patios is under certain pounds, but y'all have a scale out here. It's like there's so much arbitration to go along with this. We got to get something nailed down. What I will say is how I think this should go as a dog owner. If I'm bringing my dog out to eat with me on the patio, Jackson, Jackson Brown. You can see him on my social media. He's gorgeous little pooch. Jackson Brown will... Stay on the ground and I'll either bring his water with me or I'll ask for a to go plastic container and I will just pour some of my water into that. Stop asking your servers to pour water into your dog's dish on the ground. It's gross putting that pitcher all the way down. There. It's just gross servers. Stop doing that bring them an extra glass of water and they may pour that extra glass of water into the pooches to go um plate that we have brought them to go dish or the owner's water dishes they've brought the travel water dish because i have them they're inexpensive and they do travel well they can fit on your keychains so let's just stop that let's stop the water thing because it's just getting gross it's just gross sometimes i have let jackson sit on my lap if i'm like at like an outdoor bar or something like that where there's not like food, you know, it's just outdoor bar. And of course, he's not going to be up on the table or whatever. He's just in my lap and I'm drinking a beer. And Jackson's 12, 13 pounds. Like, he's a small dog and he doesn't have a lot of hair. And I guess long haired dogs shouldn't be excluded from this, but I'm just saying, I'm not one of those people. So, a real issue I have with. <laughs> this is so disgusting. This is with servers. This is with owners. This is with managers. I have worked in a restaurant where. They had dog bowls, metal and plastic dog bowls, like the big, hard plastic dog bowls that you'd have at home and big metal dog bowls that you'd have at home. Bowls specifically for dogs to drink out of. And I have seen these bowls, of course, go on the ground, outside, in the grass, on the ground, like on the cement, the asphalt, all of the, all of the above. Any kind of dirty, filthy ground surface outdoor they're slipping and sliding across all in just dirty, right? I've seen them go into the dishwasher in the restaurant, into the dishwasher in the restaurant where everything else is being washed, the one dishwasher where everything in the restaurant, all the restaurant dishes are being washed. Yes. <sighs> I'm sick just thinking about it. Why are people fucking like this? I want to say y'all's name, but I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go for now. But, yeah, I have seen that. I have absolutely seen that. And I was never part of that. Absolutely not. And the dog balls would be stacked up on the shelves with the (laughs) <laughs> with the rest of the dishes just stacked up with the pots and the pans and the glasses and the utensils. I shit y'all not. I shit y'all fucking not. I worked at this place for six weeks. Oh my god. I worked there for six weeks and made like $8,000. It was like 1200 a week or whatever that math is. It was ridiculous. And that's why I stayed for as long as I did because I saw that dog shit like day one. But It was, oh my god, that's just I've never worked in such a filthy, vile place, but I can imagine that's not the only place that does that. That is why dogs should only be eating out of to-go containers or travel and drinking out of travel containers that the owner of said pet has brought, right? It just makes fucking sense. <laughs> just can't. Yeah, I'm going to call that restaurant out. I'm going to do that online. I'll do it online one day anyway so let's get into a section we like to call 86 it that's right get it the fuck out the frame get it out get away from us you are off the menu take it out of aloha Uh, remove the button we don't need a button for it 86 it Today's 86 it goes to Eric Leroy Adams that's right the 110th mayor of New York City trash he was the former he was a former New York City um, transit police officer and then he worked for the New York City Police Department for 20 years and um, became captain and you know the timeline if you don't know I was raised by police and other branches of law enforcement. I think I've mentioned that on this podcast already. It's unfortunately a very big part of my personality and my upbringing and how I see the world. And so I was raised by someone very much like Eric Adams, a black police officer who could not be more in love with America, capitalism, greed, and policing policing, which has and probably always will. Most severely impact black communities in America in a negative way. And people like the people who raised me and Eric Adams are so fine with that. We have a problem Uh, representation. (laughs) Barack Obama representation. Some things are just representation. Some things are just representation. And that is it. A black mayor, a black president. And sometimes they are no different than the white mayor, the white president. More often than not, they are no different than the white president, the white mayor, the white commissioner, whomever who came before them. (sighs) There are many barriers and many hurdles to get into these very white spaces. And some of us are quite fine with um, busting through those barriers, assimilating in any way we need to to jump those hurdles, to enter those spaces. And then we get there and we don't flip the table over and, you know, start shooting. We very much sit down and make sure our shirt is tucked in when everyone else is not and make sure that we are the extra, extra good Negro in the white space. And we just mm. I, we have got to get away from that. And I'm just saying I know people like Eric Adams quite well, quite well. And I'm not a fan. 86 it. <clears throat> so Eric Adams, who recently told the world that it was his shoe shiners and Dunkin Donuts workers and restaurant servers who needed um, New York and the rest of the world to open. It's us service workers who apparently need the world to reopen so that we can make money when really, of course, States and cities and all levels of government should be making sure that anyone who, you know, needs to be in an office or anyone who needs to be working in an environment where other people are, where they are at danger from this virus, they need to be making sure that we are at home, staying at home, being paid. We are not the ones who say we want to make sure we're at work so we can make money. No, we need to survive, is what we like to do. We need money to survive. So, if y'all are going to shut shit down, yeah, we have to be at work. This dumbass talking about, ugh, and talking about his shoe shiners and people who work at Dunkin' Donuts, which, oddly specific, what the hell, how we consider a desk job and don't have the skills to sit at a desk job when it is quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. I've sat at this job, they're quite easy. You, you do a little Excel answer some phones makes, you know, make some phone calls. And please, like, please, anyone who has an office job and who has also worked in service work knows which one is easier, please. You know, which one is more stressful, please. This fool. Ugh. So that was, I don't know, like a month ago. And now, of course, um, starting Monday. The day this is coming out, New York City restaurants, gyms, cultural institutions and entertainment venues will no longer have to ask indoor customers for proof of vaccinations. Girl. Girl, I mean, people are already getting these fake vaccine cards. They've had these fake vaccine cards, but it's really the callousness of this. I guess supposedly there are people who aren't getting their fake vaccine cards and people who aren't getting vaccinated who still want to go out to eat in New York I'm sure and you're putting everyone who works in that restaurant at risk by saying you no longer have to require people proof of vaccination and they're in restaurants so of course they're not going to be wearing masks they're eating and drinking and talking and these service workers these poor service workers who if they aren't they, they, of course, are not required to amass, you know, well, I guess it can depend on the restaurant. But even if they are, you have to have an N95 of steel to to block out 300 people blasting COVID in your face. I mean, I just can't imagine being this fucking stupid, this fucking callous after you said we were the ones who need these restaurants to stay open. We're the ones who need these people patronizing these establishments so we can survive. No, it's the restaurant owners who need. These places patronize so we can survive. We should be at home waiting for this shit to end because um, it's 2022, March 2022. So we're very well into this shit. We're years into this pandemic at this point. These numbers are up and down. Nothing has ceased. Nothing stopped. There is no reason why New York should be lifting vaccination mandates mass mandates any of that anytime soon new york the epicenter world epicenter of the virus in march 2020 like are we for are we forgetting that was that not a thing maybe it was just me maybe i made that up no i didn't like people were like do y'all remember the The freezer trucks on the street filled with bodies. Was that not enough for us to? Okay. So he he's always saying stupid ass shit like removing the mask is a symbol that the city is back. What? Removing the mask is a symbol of idiocracy like that's that's all that is. The city is back back to what back to where New York City, the same city that murdered Eric Garner. Are we talking about that? That New York City? Back to what? Back to where? I don't want to go back to whatever that was. Like, people are so much trying to go back to where we were before the pandemic. And do y'all not remember what 2016, 17, 18, and 19 were like? If the pandemic hadn't happened, I was expecting an asteroid to come through and ass rape us all any fucking minute. I mean,. I really did. Her we were in bad shape. And then Tony Morrison died in like 2019. I said, oh, oh, it's over. All hell's about to break loose. All fucking hell is about to break loose. And it sure the fuck did. It absolutely did. A symbol that the city is going back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to the city that killed Khalif Browder. The city that had Khalif Browder committing suicide because. They basically killed him at Rikers. That in New York? The one that locked him up in Rikers over a backpack? A boy? That New York? Huh. I mean, the names keep coming, but I'm not going to bring y'all down. But, uh, I don't see any reason for us to go back to that New York. This nigga's so fucking stupid. I cannot stand. I really cannot stand. <laughs> Black. Classist Elitist Bourgeoisie Negroes I cannot And it's a deep scar Because again Raised by them Beat by them (laughs) Traumatized by them Neglected by them I've seen up close What these folks are about And I mm, (laughs) I was gonna say something like You know I'm gonna say it I would honestly No I should not say (laughs) it I you should hear keep me from because shot almost said it but y'all getting on my nerves let me just say that Eric Adams Kunye East all the likes all the likes oh which reminds me who was that fool um who's oh Kyrie Irving so Kyrie Irving who borders on I think like a little kind of hotep ideology sometimes interesting because I think he's gorgeous but Kyrie Irving um but you know what? I think a lot of niggas who are gorgeous are Hotep, like Riza Islam. But Kyrie Irving did not want to get vaccinated and has not been vaccinated. and He could not play any home games for the New York City. What is this? Nets? Oh, I don't know sports. Are they the Nets? New York City's basketball team is the Nets. I should look this up. Kyrie Irving um, couldn't play any home games, even though like because of New York's, you know, vaccination mandates, even though players coming from other places that didn't have the same mandates were allowed to play there, which was strange. And Eric Adams cited that when he lifted the mandates, he, of course, was like, you know, Kyrie Irving, we need Kyrie playing or or whatever the fuck he said. So, of course. Kyrie's ass was like, Oh, I'm so thankful for Eric Adams. I know he was thinking of me, and blah blah. He says, One day I know we'll be able to break bread together and he'll be able to come to the games, and hopefully, we'll be past this time like it never happened in our sense. But it's just the reality that it's been difficult for a lot of us in New York City and across the world. I know he's feeling it, and I'm just grateful. That he's on my side as well. What? What? Shut up! Shut up, Kyrie. Are you not wealthy? Don't you have enough money? Do I need to look this up? I'm gonna look this up. How much money is this stupid ass nigga? You know what? <laughs> You're getting on my fucking nerves. Okay. First of all, this nigga is kind of cute. God damn. Well, wow. yeah, he's cute. I can't even flex. What's I looking up <laughs> network? Ninety minutes. <laughs> Holy shit! Ninety. How long has he been playing? Sorry, oh that that really took me out. <clears throat> wow, ninety million dollars. That's a lot of fucking money. That is a lot of goddamn money. I mean, if I didn't want to get vaccinated and I was worth $90 million, I would definitely be able to sell out a few games. Like who gives a fuck? So them citing him getting back on the court. What? What about these service workers? Huh? What about these service workers? can we sit at home and get paid just a little fucking bit you're out here trying to make sure this motherfucker gets more 90 million dollars and we just want to be able to sit at home and pay our bills and not die had we been able to do that for maybe just a year maybe we wouldn't be in the situation we are right now i'm no scientist but maybe if we had all just sat our pussies down on the goddamn couch like we were fucking supposed to in 2020 We would not be here now in 20 goddamn 20 motherfucking two, having the same goddamn discussions just with a vaccine that not many of us are getting. I'm about tired. (laughs) Uh, Hope y'all are tired again. I'm probably about to go back and get another serving job just because I'm good at it. It's good. Quick money. I can work three, four days a week instead of these six days. They wanted these warehouse jobs and such. You know, I'm building business. I own a couple of LLCs and such, but that sort of money is good, quick, fast money. And I kind of need some right now because I have an investment goal I want to meet. And I'm currently not working and living off my investment portfolio. And so there's no point in me burning through my investments while also trying to make others. I need to level out a little bit. And, you know, back to the conversation about greens. I need to make sure my money is good. I need to make sure there's not more going out than there is coming in, which is currently the case. Mm. Now, if we could, I would like to get into a little bit of astrology. So. I've noticed a lot, a lot, a lot of servers are Geminis and Virgos, and I there's a lot of Taurus, Taurians, and some Sagittarians. And here's why I think... Torians know how to make money and they're pretty good at making money. and They like being in control of their own money and how much money they're making. And that's really good if you're a server because it's usually good money. You're in control of how much money you're making. You can, you know, work a certain amount and not work a certain amount. Taurians tend to be a little lazy. Love y'all. I'm Taurus Venus. I get it. And so y'all don't want to work six, seven days a week. Y'all want to work that four or five and make that good money and relax. Y'all love to indulge in things like relaxation. I'm with it, again, Taurus Venus. So I've served with a lot of Taurians, really fuck with y'all. Actually, pretty good servers, yeah. Y'all are about your money, and to make money, you have to be a good server. So, well, usually. So, y'all do make good teammates, 9 times out of 10. Now, if y'all are all nice, y'all don't necessarily like to do that. (laughs) And that's okay. Sagittarians, I think just like chaos. I really think Sagittarians, I know Sagittarians love chaos. Y'all thrive in chaos more than any other sign. Uh, Gemini and Sagittarians really thrive in chaos, but Gemini is more creating it for the environment. Sagittarians looking for a chaotic environment to enter and thrive in. And that's certainly the restaurant I've served with so many Sagittarians, sun and moon and uh, a lot great fucks so and i'm dipping and dabbing, y'all again this is a mini so i'm coming in i'm coming right out It's like this married dude I'm fucking, it's terrible it's terrible but yes much like this married dude, i'm fucking i'm coming in coming right the fuck back out and get out of my house so gemini's again make chaos in the situations they're in because they thrive best in it I enjoy serving with the Gemini's because we have a lot of fun at work. We talk, 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 talk. I am a Gemini midheaven. So, if you know anything about astrology, that's my tenth house, my medium coli. I believe it's how you pronounce it, and that means that Gemini is a big part of my personality. I'm very much a Gemini. Um, I love language. I love sales. I love communications. I love to talk. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to my goddamn self. I like to talk. I like to communicate, and I like to listen. So I love serving with Gemini's because we always have something to talk about. We're always hype. The energy is always up because we're at work. We're serving. Let's keep the energy up so we can keep these tables energy up. So this shift doesn't seem like it drags the fuck on and we can make money. So Gemini's love working with y'all. Y'all keep my energy up. We, you know, have fun in the back and then go out to the tables and our energy's up. And we're making money and then we come back and laugh about it. Dancing, popping, twerking. You know, it's just a great time. A great time. Usually my coffee buddies are Gemini's. Love it. Actually, my coffee buddies are Taurians and Geminis. I'm going to give it to Taurians, though. Y'all drink a lot of coffee. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Geminis are always great, but I'd rather be a Gemini Midheaven than Gemini sun or moon because, again, chaos, and I'm more like I can just turn it on or off. I know when I can thrive in chaos and I can turn that chaos right on. I can turn it right on off. And I've noticed a lot of sun moons don't have that ability. But, anyways, moving on to Virgos, my absolute favorite as far as co workers, because Virgos are going to get the shit done. No matter what the shit is, we're going to get it done. No matter what the job is, we're going to get it done. There's a job that needs to be done. Let's do it. Virgos are just very much like that, especially a Virgo Mars. And any of y'all who know anything about astrology know your Mars sign has a lot to do with how you see yourself at work, how you operate at work, and just how you your drive in life. What is your drive in life? So Virgos, Virgo Mars, like myself, uh, have a lot of drive. Another uh, Virgo Mars is Chris Rock, who served a Red Lobster. I also served a Red Lobster. Oh, wow. Just realized we're both two niggas named Chris, who served a Red Lobster and a Virgo Mars. <laughs> so, yes, Virgo Mars... Mars is your work planet, your work placement. Truly Virgo Mars are the best employees on Earth. Got to give it to us. Sorry, the rest of you girls. We are just so invested in doing a good job, but also an efficient job. We're not going to overwork, underwork. We really strive for perfection, and it's actually possible with us. (laughs) And that's, that's not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing. I know a couple of the Virgo Mars and we're just like perfection is possible is almost like our motto, like perfection is possible, especially in a restaurant setting. These people come in and don't even see half the shit that could go wrong or if their plate got moved down three spots or if this table got their food first, blah, blah. blah. Most people don't even know stuff like that. So it's in a restaurant setting, especially I think it's very easy for someone like myself to create a perfect experience for a guest. Perfection is possible when you got a bunch of Virgos or Virgo Mars twerking around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yes, Virgo Suns, Virgo Moons, Virgo Midheavens. There are a lot of us in service, but I have noticed, and I do be asking my coworkers. Some of you are listening. I want to know that goddamn chart. You know, we'll sit around rolling uh, silverware doing our charts, or showing our charts, and yes, our hands be clean. Don't don't do us, but. A lot of us are combinations of the signs that I've just been saying. I don't have a lot of Sagittarius on my chart, just my north node, so no thanks. But Virgo, Moon, Rising, Mars, Hella Virgo, Taurus, Venus, I mentioned that, and Gemini, Midheaven. So, again, all signs that I find in service, and they're all right there on my chart, big parts of my personality. Nene is not here, but, well, I won't even do a trial at her. Let her tell you about it. Little wine for Nene. Well, real quick, one moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Now that's good. That's motherfucking good. Anyway, all right, girls, I'm going to get ready to get the fuck on out of here. I just wanted to stop in again, talk about a few segments, talk about a little tea. Thank y'all for tuning in anyone who made it this far i fucks with you and apparently you fucks with me too we'll be back next week both of us i believe and please contact us please hit us up on the socials we are on twitter talking big shit we are on instagram keeping you girls up to date we have a private facebook group where we just you know starting some light discussions maybe getting some ideas going getting the girls trickling in I think we're about 15 16 members at this point you know just getting things started getting things loaded up over there so again please check our instagram for our link tree lots of things to navigate around there ways to speak to us ways to contact us all of the above I thank you once again for tuning in. I am Chris, a.k.a. Black A Vegan, a.k.a. The Fiddle Leaf Fag, a.k.a. Monstera Mommy, a.k.a. Virgo Titico, a.k.a. Mr. O.C.D. A.D. H.D. A.S.D. No LGBTQIA because I just don't know those girls like that, but I'd hope to one day. Bye.